If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. As we've been reporting, the death of 22-year-old Gabby Petito is being investigated as a homicide. We begin with the latest on the search to find Brian Laundrie, the only person of interest in the homicide death of Gabby Petito. Hello and welcome to the show. I am Mark. And I'm Charity. And we are what you call obsessed with true crime. So obsessed that some might call us crime creeps. You know, I kind of like the sound of that. Yeah. Do you think there are other crime creeps oh, out there? Oh, I, I think. Are there any other fellow crime creeps out there? Well, if so. I, I think that's our new. Yeah. Yeah, that's our yeah. line, I think now. Crime creeps. Well, hello to all of you crime creeps. I wish we had a better reason to get together because this is a very sad case that we're going to discuss, but it, it unfortunately is out there and we're going to try to do our best to bring you the information of this case. Absolutely. All right, Charity. Well, that all said, let's jump right in. Let's give you the quick case information. Gabby Petito, she was 22 years old, born March 19th, 1999 in Blue Point, New York. Yes. Yes. And her, per, uh, the person of interest right now, as I'm sure everybody knows, is Brian Laundrie, I believe is how you pronounce his name. 23. Yes. Uh, he was born November 18th, 1997 um, in Florida. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's all we have. We haven't been able to pinpoint uh, exactly where in Florida he was. Um, Getting information on him has actually been slightly hard. I totally agree. In fact, um, I in Gabby as well, a little bit more information on her. Um, like there's some friends that came out and gave statements and stuff. But for Brian, it's been a lot more difficult. You're right. And I'm not sure why. Yeah, it, it is very difficult, you know, when there's only so much. They were relatively unknown before this happened. So, yes. Yep. I mean, I'm, I'm sure finding info on any one of us would be a little bit difficult. That's true. That's um, true. Let's jump right in. I, I think we start this with just going over a basic timeline. I agree. Of what let's happened and then we'll elaborate in further episodes. But I think let's just give everybody a primer of what's going on. Yeah. Um, this whole thing started in June of 2021. 
when they decided that they were going to get a van and travel the country. And their first trip is they left their home. Now, from what I understand, Gabby and Brian shared a home with his parents. With his parents, yes. Um, in Northport, Florida. So they, they departed June 2021. Uh, we don't have the exact date in a 2012 uh, Ford Transit van. And their first stop was right up to New York for um, Gabby Petito's brother's high school graduation. Correct. Yep, correct. That was their first stop. Um, and now from there, we're at July 2nd, 2020. 21. Um, the couple leaves New York. Um, they're documenting their trip through um, through the U.S. on YouTube and Instagram. I believe it was called like Van Life or something like that. I don't know the exact name, um, but she was great on camera. I'll tell you that. I watched a lot of it. Um, and then July 2nd through August 11th, they are going across country to Utah. Yeah. And from there is where we hit our first major fork in the road. Mm-hmm. Um, August 12th, 2021, the Moab police have an encounter with the couple. Um, Officers describe them as having engaged in some sort of altercation. It was very sketchy at first as to what happened. Um, they, They received a 911 phone call at the Grand County Sheriff's Office with a caller telling the dispatch that they wanted to report a domestic dispute. It was a white van with Florida license plate. The caller said that they were driving by. The gentleman was slapping a girl. They stopped, the caller added. They ran up and down the sidewalk. He proceeded to hit her, hopped in the car and drove off. Yes. It's not a great situation. There's a lot more that we're going to go into in detail in further episodes. Yes. But for there, for the point of this first episode, we'll leave it there and I'll let Charity carry on with the next. So August 19th, 2021, Gabby and Brian post a video on YouTube called Van Life, beginning our van life journey. And this shows them laughing and kissing and having a great time and, and super excited for this road trip, it seemed. Unfortunately, I mean, maybe we'll, I know we're going down the timeline, but maybe we'll throw this in there as well. Um, Kids, not everything that you see online is what you see online. Remember, what you see is what people are allowing you to see. Well, and what sometimes, unfortunately, from from my point of view, is when you see things of complete happiness like this, a lot of times, sadly, to your point, it's the complete opposite. It's masking. Exactly. Unfortunately, Um, we're going to jump right in now to the last week of August. Basically, Gabby's family told police that they were last in contact with her during the last week of August. Petito is believed to have been in Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming, police say. Uh, A news conference in September, uh, Petito's family attorney, Richard Stafford, said the family's last communication was August 30th, but they don't actually believe that was from her. The last time Gabby actually had been seen by her mother was on a FaceTime call on August 24th. And from there, August 25th, they had multiple texts. They were still in Grand Tetons at this point. This is also the day, August 25th. This was Gabby's last social media post. August 27th, there were more texts between Gabby and her mom. They still believe they're in the Tetons. On August 30th, the family received the last message from Gabby. Um, There's some doubt, though, whether she actually is the author of this because it it was cryptic and it just says no service in Yosemite. And they weren't, to my knowledge, on their plan to head to Yosemite. So they thought it was a typo. Yeah. Not only that, there wasn't even enough time to really get there from where they were. It didn't match the timeline. You're right. In September, there was a woman who's been claiming publicly that her and her boyfriend gave laundry a ride on August 29th in Wyoming. And that laundry had been claiming he was camping by himself and that Gabby was actually in their van working on social media posts. In a series of videos posted on TikTok by TikToker Miranda Baker, she stated that her and her boyfriend picked laundry up while he was hitchhiking in Coulter Bay. Um, 
Um, supposedly, he had been camping outside of the Grand Teton National Park near the Snake River. Uh, so they give him a ride, and there was a little misunderstanding where they thought that they were going to Jackson, but he wanted to go to Jackson Hole. So he had gotten out, and he was actually quite aggravated that they said. And unfortunately, from what the police are saying, that, that her accounts do seem plausible. Yeah, the police, and I think the FBI as well now have um, interviewed her fully and um, tried to to figure that out a little bit. Yeah, and right from there, I mean, there's some credibility to this case because somebody else who is unknown to any of the individuals, Norma Jean Jalovic, uh, who's a seasonal Wyoming resident, laundry up not far from the Jackson Dam, where he was dropped off within minutes of actually being dropped off. And these are now confirmed cases from the FBI. Jalovic said that uh, they arrived at Spread Creek. She had dropped laundry off before the gate. And she actually said, that, you know, I can bring you right up in there. But he refused and said, no, no, no. Um, he offered her money for gas, but he said he declined to have her go any further. Very interesting. Yeah, it's very weird because right after that, travel bloggers actually saw Gabby Petito's van parked on the side of the road near the Spread Creek dispersed campground. Yep. And the slowed down video, if you haven't seen it, you can actually see in the video the door closing. But if you looked out on the ground, there was Gabby's flip flops. Flip flops, I know. In the picture. I know. Then we jump to September 1st, 2021. Laundry returns to the couple's Northport home where they lived with his parents, I believe, on September 1st, according to police. Now, there's been lots of questions about that that we can get into and, yeah, and further. It's, it's, it's shady. It's it, shady. It's very shady. It's shady. And according to an affidavit attached to a search warrant request, a license plate reader shows the vehicle exited Interstate 75 into Northport at 1026 a.m. So for sure, we know the van came through. There's still some question whether if Mr. Laundry yes. yeah, had come. Yeah, there's a, and, and, uh, again, we'll talk about it in further instances, but he wasn't seen by anybody, really. Uh, is, there is now one case is of somebody who's seen him who actually, at the home? yes, okay. who plays into this, but we'll get in a little okay, bit more. Okay. All right. The white vehicle that Brian and Gabby had been traveling in was later recovered by the police at home, was processed. There was some material in there the authorities will be going through. Taylor, the police spokesperson, says, so they found something in there that they found interesting, I guess, if they're going to be processing it. The Northport police released an image of Petito's van, which they say long Laundry drove back to Florida. Yeah, that's that whole subject. So I can't confusing. wait to I know, drill to dive down into, on it. Yeah, me too. So the more I read about it, I'm like, what is going on? It's so confusing. You know, and then our next point is September 11th, 2021. The family hadn't been able to get in touch with Gabby for quite a while. They were a little worried at first, but, you know, they knew the nature of what they were doing and traveling. But it got to a point where, I mean, Something's up. So the family knew and they they reached out and reported her missing. The Northport authorities go to Laundry's home that night, asked to speak to him. And the family said, yeah, here's our lawyer. Yeah, sorry. He's not available. I mean, that and unfortunately, the the detective said that was the extent of their conversation. with And unfortunately, you do have the right to not speak, I guess. But to me, that is just... Oh, I can't wait to dive into that as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So now we're at September 14th, 2021. And Brian's family issues a statement through their lawyer saying that they intend to remain in the background while the search for Gabby is underway. So basically they're saying they're not they're not helping to look for this girl that they was, was going to be their daughter-in-law that lived with them. Yeah. Um, and then Gabby's family issues a statement accusing Brian of refusing to tell them where 
they, where he last saw Gabby. I actually saw Gabby's father on uh, the Dr. Phil show. And he, he said they called, he texted, he emailed everyone in the family and there was no response. Yeah. They, they went black on them. They, they completely did. shut down. Yep, it, yep. It's horrible. I mean, they're not asking for anything that's extraordinary. It's like, Hey, my daughter, who was going to be your daughter-in-law right. from all accounts that I've read, the families were very close, actually. very close. Um, and the families actually liked Gabby as well. So of course there, that, that's that what makes it subject, even, yeah, that, that is very that sketchy. That makes it even more sketchy. I mean, the next day, the Northport police on September 15th, they, they, they come out right and say he's a person of interest mm-hmm. um, and he's refusing to cooperate. I mean, it, unfortunately, that's all they can say right now. And that's all we can say because we don't know the story. There's too many questions, you know, but now we're at September 16th and in a letter read by the Petito family attorney at a news briefing held by the police basically said the missing woman's family is begging the laundry family to help in the investigation. So in quotes, please, if you or your family have any decency left, please tell us where Gabby is located. Stafford says, tell us if we are even looking in the right place. All we want is Gabby to come home. Please help us make that happen. He says, Gabby's family reached out to Brian's family earlier in the month for information on Gabby's whereabouts, but his family refused to answer. We haven't been able to sleep, eat, and our lives are falling apart. The Petito family's letter that's just so sad. It's, it's just it's, so sad. It's horrible. You're seeing oh my God. the unwinding. Like I have the chills right now that they just they're pleading. Can you just please tell us something? We just want her to come home. It's it's horrible when you look at it because I am a, a, I am a girl dad. Yes. So, oh yeah. Um, looking at it, I mean, and that really doesn't matter whether it be girl dad, boy dad, but like but I you, can I can feel the pain that they're going. You can through. feel the pain, and when you when you have someone who's going to be your son in law, and you trust them with your daughter, you trust them that 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 they're going on this road trip, and that he's not going to let anything happen to her. And now this, you know, and no answers. And now looking in just the frustration factor now from parents to parents where right. your I entrusted my daughter with your son. Correct. Put the shoe on the other foot. What if this was the other way around? And, and, and we he would was not missing answer. and she came home in the van by herself. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's horrible. All right. So from there, this is where things start to take a turn. September 17th, this goes from maybe he's protecting himself to I'm a douchebag. Right. Because you and I talked about this well before we... We even started doing the podcast and we talked about, you know, maybe who knows what happened, right? Maybe he's not talking because he's because he's scared or, you know, maybe something happened accidentally, but he's afraid. But now we just major douchebag vibes are coming. Yeah, Yeah. he so basically now he goes from being where he could say he was protecting himself to being right on the dartboard of douchebags. Yeah. And front that's and center. Oh, front and center. I mean, because yeah. what happens on September 17th is Brian's family calls the police and says, we don't know where he is. Not only do we not know where he is, but he left days ago. Yeah, He left days ago. We didn't think it was, it was pertinent to tell you. I mean, you know, it doesn't his, matter. His fiance is missing. He showed up back here without her. In her van. It was registered to her in her name. You know, he also, he just decided to leave his wallet and his cell phone and go camping. Yeah, go, right. You know, because we didn't know he was a person of interest in her Had no idea. We We thought it was normal. Family lawyer for no reason. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And um, September 14th, he just decided to take off. We didn't think it was weird. So we decided to wait five days. Yeah. We wanted to see if he'd show back up, maybe. Not only, we went and picked up his uh, vehicle and brought it back to the house. Yeah. 
you know what? These parents, I'm not going to say anything right now, but stuff's going to come out. Yeah. And that's the day local and uh, federal authorities start the official search for him. So much to dive into there. So much to dive into. So now we find ourselves at September 18th. Um, The Northport police say authorities are conducting a search for Brian at the Carlton Reserve, a nature area with more than 80 miles of hiking trails in Venice, Florida. Yeah, because now myself, from what I've read about this place, this is a very sketchy area. Very, yes, and I read with so how too. honest and forthcoming this family has been, oh, I would, yeah. I would one hundred percent take them at their word that this is where he was. Oh, this is exactly, yeah. Please, yeah, he's not nowhere's near here. Yeah, sure, he's here because we know you're going to be tied up for Ex- a long time looking for him. Exactly, and so now um, we have roughly fifty law enforcement officers from local agencies, and the FBI are now searching for Brian Taylor, the police spokesperson, says. at a news conference, adding that Brian has an enormous amount of pressure on him to provide answers to what is going on. No shit. I I, I know. No shit. No shit. Like Captain Obvious. Hello, Captain Obvious. Like Jesus. I'm telling you. And so, and then meanwhile, the FBI announces the agency and its partners are also conducting ground surveys in Grand Teton National Park that are relevant to Gabby's disappearance. The National Park is where Gabby is believed to have been before her last communication with her family. The police pre previously had said that. So now they're still searching and searching and searching and searching and the family still has no answers. Yeah. And at this, up until this point on September 18th, we still had hope. We had, we had hope that, you know, maybe something happened. Maybe they fought. Maybe she took off. I literally was trying to say so positive. I was putting positive vibes, prayers, anything possible that she's just found. And maybe she just got lost and he was a D bag and left her somewhere, but she found her way and called home. And I think everybody, all of us were hoping for that. Unfortunately, on September 19th, human remains that were consistent with the description of Gabby were found in Grand Teton. Even though a full forensic identification has not been completed, there was enough to at least alert the parents. So that was a sad day for this case right there. So sad. I literally, um, it was my father-in-law's birthday that day. We went to the house and had a little cookout and stuff. And I got the alert on my phone and I was just so sad. I was so sad to hear that. So now we're at September 20th and Brian Laundrie's parents are questioned at their home by the FBI. Finally, fucking finally. Yeah, it's only been 20 days. Fucking finally. Like, I was outraged. I'm like, this, that now they're being interviewed by them? Sorry, I'm like, Guys, I'm getting a little rowdy over here because I'm. I'm You're allowed to. This this case. I'm angry. I'm actually angry. Very, very, very stressful. It it, it is. It is. So many layers to this. Um. Now, Christopher and Roberta Laundry, the parents, are escorted from their home in return after federal agents executed a search warrant. According to Taylor, the Northport police spokesperson, authorities searched the home for hours. Police say they have exhausted search avenues at the nature reserve, and the search area has shifted. So they must have gotten some sort of info or something. I wonder, I don't know. Or maybe they just realize that the parents are looking to protect their son and they're sending them on. And maybe they're douchey too. You know, the douche apple usually doesn't fall far from from the the douche douche tree. tree. I mean, and I don't know about you, Mark, but I was watching it on TV and I was watching them like went back to the, to the vehicle, get a bag, bring it in. And they were definitely taking items. So now here's where I wonder if you watch that video, there was a lot of people outside, a lot of people. 
It makes me wonder who saw something that we don't know because these right. people were staked out there. Right. Um, September 21st, the day we all knew was coming. Mm. Um, the Teton County Coroner confirms that the remains were those of Gabby Petito. Unfortunately, that is the day that we officially now mark as the day it was confirmed it was Gabby Petito's body. So sad. It, it is. And just to think there's one person that has all this information. And just all the information and it is gone. Refuses. Refuses. We fast forwarded to September 23rd now. While authorities continue their search for Brian at the Carlton Reserve, the FBI announces the U.S. District Court of Wyoming issued a federal arrest warrant for him. Finally a warrant, but it's not for the reasons that we think. It's you now something that we need to keep in mind, even though I like the fact that they did this because up too. until this point, we were looking for him, but they couldn't bring him in. They had no legal. They didn't have enough information. They had no, yeah, they had no legal right to bring him in at this point because if they did. Yeah. So this gives them something to hang their hat on to build right, the case. Right. And then. Um, yeah. This warrant, like I said, was not for homicide, wasn't for anything actually related right. to the actual incident, but to what happened after the incident where he had used her devices on authorized. I mean, it's against the law to take somebody else's debit card absolutely without their permission. And they knew at this point that she was no longer with us and he had used those devices. So that kind of gets us up to September 23rd. Yep. And we're going to put a pin in it right there yeah. because there's a lot that we want to go into depth. And this case is very fluid and a lot of information comes on each and every day. I want to thank everybody for listening to the episode. Yes. Make sure that you log on to our Facebook page. It's at Case Watch Podcast. Interact with us. Send us messages. You got some information. You know anybody involved in the case, go ahead and reach out to us. And Charity has some important information to help with as well. Guys, I have some really important information. So Gabby's family, they said this, her celebration of life in lieu of flowers, they would like if you do anything, if you could uh, donate to the future Gabby Petito Foundation, and it's through the Johnny Mac Foundation. So all you have to do is go to johnnymacfoundation.org and put in Gabby Petito and it'll send you right there. Please be aware of these GoFundMes. I know there's been a lot of fake ones out there. Mark was when I were talking about shame this on earlier. You guys. Shame on you guys for taking advantage of such a sad situation. So if you go to the johnnymacfoundation.org, you'll know for sure that's the right one to donate to. And that's just going to help things even more. Excellent. Until next week, we'll see you right back here. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks, guys. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc if you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes insomnia brain fog moodiness or weight gain you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging the experts at midi health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause 
And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 